Well, what a weekend it was at the Masters. Uh, Matsuyama getting it done. It got that final round Sunday afternoon, evening, um, when Hideki put it in the drink and Xander was right there. And the young gun, uh, Zaltaris, was on it. Um, it. It got very interesting, but nonetheless, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, minus 10, a little bit, little bit uh, lower than what I thought it was going to be. Um, but he, he put four great days of golf together, and uh, it, it was fun to watch. Xander, who's one of my favorite golfers, uh, went all Xander again. Nice to see Jordan Spieth up there um, doing his thing. I know he won last week, but coming off a pretty, pretty bad 2020. So uh, we got a lot to talk about here, mostly IndyCar on the Tony D podcast as we come off the heels of that test on Thursday and Friday at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As always, got to thank our friends at Flooring Is Forever. Get a hold of Harley today at flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. It's springtime. You want to transform your home, get new carpet, get new flooring. Harley is your guy. He is local and has over 20 years of experience in the business, 317-755-1246. Flooring is forever. Dot com. So we saw uh, Renus VK in the accident on Thursday. You know, I mean, from a car owner standpoint, if I'm a carpenter, it's like, look, it is what it is. These things happen. Um, it's twice now. You know, this happened at Texas last year. Um, but but the kid has always bounced back in his rookie year last year. He had that wreck at Texas, um, you know, bounced back at Indy. Now this wreck, we'll see what he can do. I, I think Renus has a lot of talent. Um, other than that, you, you had some clean days. You had some good speeds. It was good to see guys like Juan Pablo Montoya and Elio Castro Neves back in the fold, uh, putting up some some, some good times. Um, you know, we, we we did see J.R. Hildebrand announce that he was going to be running with Foyt, a great-looking livery on that car, going back to AJ's first win back in 1961. Um, the rest of the days were clean, obviously, besides the rain. Uh, but I, but I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You got Alabama coming up this weekend, and then St. Pete back-to-back Texas races. Then we turned our attention to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is where I'll be on Tuesday getting my vaccination, getting my shot uh, on Tuesday afternoon. Looks like it's gonna be a nice day. So uh, let me know if anybody else is getting their shot out there, or or, or if they have. I, I, I've been told, and I'll come back and let everybody know. I've been told it's a pretty easy process. The speedway you pull up, um, it takes about 15 minutes. Five of that is you getting your shot, and then they make you wait about 10 minutes to make sure that you don't have any reaction to it. You're good to drive, or or or, or, or however you got there, you're good to uh, get home safely. So um, I will keep you updated on that. Um, talked to Alexander Rossi the other night, trying to get him on the podcast. We'll see how that goes. If you miss any of the conversations with uh, Felix Rosenquist and Pato Award, as well as Alex Pillow, I'll recycle those. I'll send them back out this week. Those are great IndyCar conversations. If you get the chance to go back, and listen, I'm excited for uh, for Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, I think it, it seems to be a Honda track in the past. Uh, I look, look for guys like Colton Herta, uh, Takuma Sato, Graham Rahal to be up there. Joseph Newgarden's been really, really good there. He, he, he's probably the favorite going in. And, and we'll see. It's, it's kind of, uh, we don't know. It's a plug-and-play type thing. We're going to see more practices and obviously a qualifying session. So Saturday afternoon, we'll kind of have a... a you kind of have a better, clearer view of who is going to have a better chance to win that because uh, Alabama, you usually need to qualify up front to uh, to win that race. Uh, I, I don't know the exact stat, but but I think most of the winners over the last couple of years have, have qualified inside the top five, if not the top ten, which is usually the case 
on any kind of road and street course. I um, have some questions that I want to get to that people submitted, so thanks for that. I have them written down here. We'll just uh, do a little rapid fire. Um, five drivers you expect to be in the running for the championship. Well, I think Rossi and Colton Herta are going to have big years, especially Rossi in a bounce-back year. You can never count out Joseph Newgarden. You can never count out Chip or anybody from Chip Ganassi, but especially Scott Dixon. Um, so I would go Dixon, Herta, Rossi, Newgarden, and then you can do any of the t- other Penske drivers. You could do maybe uh, an award who was there all year last year. Uh, but those four for sure, I think, will be in the running for the championship uh, based on the schedule, what it's looking at. So uh, that'll be interesting. But those are four guys for sure I expect to contend this year. I have big expectations for both Colton Herta and Alexander Rossi. Will we see Carb Day and Snake Pit and any other activities in the month of May? Doug Bowles talked during the test on Peacock, which uh, I enjoyed the Peacock coverage, especially uh, Friday with Charlie Kimball up in the booth. Um, I'm unfortunate to have Peacock and have to pay for it because my stepmom, shout out to her, works for Comcast. Um, I actually had a friend call about the snake pit, and they said that they expect to announce, and I know I tweeted this, they expect to announce the lineup coming up. Um, I, I think from a general standpoint, from the Speedway, they are a racetrack, and their number one goal is just to have fans in the stands for the Indianapolis 500. So, um, I wouldn't expect like a huge splash as far as if there is a Carb Day concert or if there is anybody in the Snake Pit. Do I think that they'll happen? Maybe, but I, I still, you're going to have to be socially distanced at some point because if you haven't seen the Snake Pit and what it's been like the last four or five years, it looks like hell. Everybody, 30,000 people look to be packed into like a 300-yard space. Um, and I just don't see IU Health being on board with that because as we've talked about in the last podcast, when it comes to attendance, I do still think there is going to be fans at the 500. I would say anywhere from 50 to 75%. I don't expect it to be full go, you know, 300,000 plus. Um, but with that being said, I, I think we will see fans, but the number one goal for the Speedways is to get fans in the stands for the actual race. So if they can somehow do a socially distant um, carb day with, with that concert, which is sometimes tough to do, but you got the space and a socially distant snake pit, uh, I could see it happen. I don't expect big time names or, or, or big money names, uh, but I could be wrong. I, I, I think a nice band where maybe you, if you do it out in turn four, where they usually have had the concerts, maybe you have plenty of room to spread out. I don't know how you would do that. You go out there with um, like spray paint and just spray off here. Here's, here's your section, you know, little sections, four foot sections for you, four by four sections for you and your friends and family to sit um, I don't know how they would do that, but I, I do think that uh, maybe they do some kind of socially distanced concert for both, or you know maybe there's a live stream feed of the Snake Pit that people can tune in if they aren't actually there, and maybe they sell 2,500 to 3,000 tickets to the actual event and then stream it live. So um, Another question was, will there be a blackout uh, for this year's Indianapolis 500? And um, where that comes into mind was last year, obviously, they had to lift the blackout. For only the second time that I can remember, they had to lift the blackout because nobody was there. Uh, So that was on NBC. And here locally, we got to see it. Um, That's a really good question. I I would expect, since this pandemic is going on still, and some people still aren't vaccinated, I I think there's a good opportunity that here in the city of Indianapolis, the blackout would be lifted. That, that, um, you know, fans that elect to stay home because of 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 
too many people being somewhere possibly. Um, I think that they would block, uh, lift the blackout that, that, that sucks for uh, the radio side of things because that's where they make a majority of their money throughout the year is knowing it's the only place to catch the race live. Um, but, yeah, I, I could honestly see them lifting the blackout. I don't think that that's probably on, on the, uh, the top of the agenda for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But I certainly think it's a possibility knowing that, um, you know, a lot of these fans and a lot of people are going to elect just to simply not go to be safe, to be cautious. And uh, you allow them to watch the race. And NBC is obviously on board with that because uh, they'll get more uh, views and more watches for their advertisements uh, on there. Um, with the Masters going on this weekend, who is the best golfer in the IndyCar paddock? Uh, Driver-wise, I would probably say Graham Rahal. Um, I, I heard Ryan Hunter race pretty good. I know Connor Daly isn't, <laughs> um, but I, I would probably say Graham Rahal. I think he has his own golf outing each year. Uh, who will get bumped? That's an interesting question. You know, I mentioned that if Cody Ware can't get up to speed, who could possibly be a guy that, um, you know, maybe has his helmet sitting there and can hop in the, hop in the car to um, get that thing up to speed? And that, in turn, got me blocked by Cody Ware. So, sorry, dude, just giving my honest opinion. Um but it looked like the coin car struggled in the test. Uh, Pietro Fittipaldi, Cody Ware. Um, obviously, you've got Ed Jones, who knows how to get up to speed there. That car should be fast enough to get in. Uh, Dal- Dalton Kellett comes to mind. Um, I think that I think Hildebrand will be in just because he's he's methodical and smooth enough to put in four laps and maybe get an extra mile per hour or two out of that car. Uh, we'll see how the AJ Foyt cars. Roll, roll out of the stable. Uh, some years they've been, you know, towards the back. Other years they've been solidly into the field. I think we'll see somebody that we don't, you like, we wouldn't expect struggle. Uh, maybe not to not get in, but to struggle uh, and qualify towards the back. You just never know what could happen. Uh, I.e. Alexander Rossi. A couple years ago, Ryan Hunter Ray. Uh, a few years ago as well. Uh, I think even a couple of Penske cars have, have qualified towards the back in the last five to six years. Uh, but I think you're looking at the drivers that don't have a lot of experience with lesser equipment that are going to be the ones that you'll see trying to get into the field on bump day. Almost nice to see Simona Di Silvestro back out there. What are your expectations for her in the month of May? Look, I love Simona. I would put her talent uh, up against Danica and a lot of other male drivers that have competed in the sport over the last 10 years. Um, she was competitive in that KV car. It's kind of got the raw deal of some things. And she's fast. I would love to see her in this car on road and street courses because I think that's her bread and butter. But she's but she's shown she can hold her own on ovals as well. She'll be safely in the field. I would not be surprised if she can competed for a chance in the top nine, was right around qualifying in that top 12. I think a top 10 finish uh, would be huge for that team and, and, and would be a boost for that team to maybe do another race, maybe a gateway later on in the year. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. It's just so tough on one-off efforts with pit crews that don't do this full-time. Um, that just do it for the 500 that are kind of pieced together to um, keep a car in contention all day. But I think Simona could easily be in a top 12. Uh, with Renus's crash, you think that he's on the hot seat at Carbon Racing. I don't. Um, I think he's fast, got a lot of talent. He'll be in the series uh, for years to come. I'm getting vaccinated at the Speedway this week. Will you have to be vaccinated to attend this year's Indianapolis 500? As I mentioned, going to Mug and Bun on Tuesday to get my vaccination. Not at Mug and Bun, but at the Speedway. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know if they're going to uh, make you be vaccinated or not. It just depends on how many are available. Uh, but there, there is a good possibility. Um, any idea who could wave the green flag or drive the pace car for this year's Indianapolis 500? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how deep those conversations have gotten. I'm not sure how... 
um, they're going to approach that. I mentioned uh, maybe somebody, Steve Carell or somebody from The Office, since they're, they're pimping Peacock pretty big, uh, and they're pimping that they have uh, The Office. So I'm not a big fan of that show. I respect the show. I get why people like it, I guess. But, um, you know, I, it, I, I'm always cool with, with, with a former driver, former winner uh, driving a pace car. Uh, maybe Team Chevy has somebody in mind, but uh, those are all questions that I think we'll, we'll know whether it's attendance to the snake pit, uh, car base, stuff like that. I think you got to, and, and, and what we're going to see as far as how many fans are allowed in the 500, I think those decisions need to be made by May 1st. Maybe, maybe they have a press conference or some kind of announcement while they're down in Texas uh, gathering together um, to announce, hey, this is how many fans we're going to have, and, and, and maybe here are some of the activities that are going to go on. I know that the parade is going virtual again this year. So um, we will see what happens. Thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast. Uh, we'll have another one previewing pretty much Barber. I'll give you my fantasy picks. Could be launching a website this week, so hopefully you'll check that out and support that. Thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast. Thanks to Flooring is Forever.